I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. To I love marketing. Here we are. Here we are behind the scenes, all yeah, access. So, so this <laughs> this is what we're going to do on this episode. Uh, and and literally just started recording this. It's earlier in the morning for me right now as we do this than it is Dean. Uh, so I just recently rolled out of bed, and here we are. Uh, but here, here's the deal. We've got a presentation that we're giving next week in Toronto in front of uh, five to 7,000 people. And some of you that are listening to this uh, will probably be at that pres- presentation or have been at it, depending on when we decide to release this episode. Uh, but we decided we would share with everyone what we do and how we go about preparing, if you even want to call it that. And the and the reason I say if you even want to call it that is I don't really have a set specific way that I prepare presentations. As a matter of fact, I don't do a lot of presentations for other people or go talk at a lot of events, uh, although uh, I'm offered constantly. But I might do anywhere between two to four speaking events a year uh, on average for the last, you know, I, I would probably say the last five years that are not my own events. Uh, you know, I don't hold myself out as a speaker. And I, Dean, I think you're kind of in the same boat. You do a lot of breakthrough right. blueprints and stuff, but I, I don't know how many presentations you give probably per about year. The same. Yeah, probably about the same. I spoke at, uh, like in the last year, I've spoken at um, Robin Robbins' events and maybe one of uh, Eben's events and uh, Dan Kennedy's um, super conference the spring and, you know, those kind of things, that, just events like that. But mostly it's our own events when we're doing talks like this. Right. And I just was on the phone yesterday with the CEO of uh, of Glazer Kennedy, GKIC, and uh, I'm going to be, you know, uh, one of the keynote speakers at this year's Info Summit that they're going right. to do in, in November. But, you know, I've had a long relationship with Dan Kennedy for, mm-hmm. you know, since 19... 19- 92. So I've known Dan forever and that sort of stuff. But I I don't do a lot of speaking gigs, but we decided we would share uh, kind of our presentation for twofold reasons. One, it gives us an opportunity to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. And that would be, I would put that under the category of practice. (laughs) And if you have a lot of anxiety as it relates to uh, some event or some you know, game day, if you want to call it that, that's a term that Dan Sullivan uses, that if you're going to, you know, game day where you actually play the game, what do you do to to practice? And so this, in a lot of ways, is a practice session for us, but we wanted to just kind of talk about the whole setup with this and how it, you know, how it takes place and, and some of the thinking that we do beforehand and to the extent that we recruit other people to help because there's expertise in, in all kinds of different areas. So, for instance, we're going to offer uh, an I Love Marketing home study course. And so we called upon you know John uh, Benson to help with a video sales letter. So I'm going to show a, a video sales letter at the end of the presentation uh, that kind of summarizes, you know, what is this great uh, training that we can offer people after they've seen us speak because there's only so much that uh, you you know we will be able to share in an hour presentation and, and it'll be a big audience again five to seven thousand people it'll be in Toronto uh, we also have talked with uh, Lisa Sasevich uh, who's just a real expert in making irresistible offers to make sure that we position uh, our offer in a very powerful way and then of course Victoria, uh, Victoria Lebon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Victoria, she she basically teaches speakers how to speak. Uh, she she's trained everyone from how to do TED talks to speaking in front of large audiences to you know educational presentations. And I've gone through her you know entire training program. Um, the beauty is uh, John Benson, Lisa Sasevich, and Victoria Labom are all. Uh, in my 25K group, my Genius Network. And so we already have really, 
you know, great relationships with each other, but that goes to the whole point of why have a genius network, because you can call upon people with all kinds of different talent in different areas. So I, I'm of the belief that, uh, you know, whenever you can recruit other individuals that have expertise, if you have to pay them, et cetera, you know, you do that. And, and that's what we do. And so, you know, I've, I've actually, just as much as they're clients of mine, I've been clients of theirs and have paid them uh, money to help with what they do. And that's just kind of how I think about it. Now, Dean wasn't even originally going to be part of this presentation. <laughs> it was it was just me, and I decided it would be really good for the audience uh, for me to bring uh, Dean up. And they're not even going to know that Dean is going to be brought up on stage, because right now they're just promoting the event uh, with me as one of the speakers. Uh, Dean Graziosi will be speaking. Tony Robbins will be speaking. Les Brown will be speaking. Uh, there's, you know, there's a handful of, of, of speakers. And, and this is, so what we're going to go through is going to be our presentation, but I also wanted to kind of share how we, how we set it up and how we think about it. So Dean, what are your thoughts on before we get started and kind of jump right into the, the presentation, uh, which we're not going to try to do it perfectly here. We're just going to share things that we think that I want to, yeah, that that will be good to uh, run through because I think that the most important thing now, after having spoken with Salim, who's running the um, event, that <coughs> you always want to begin with the end in mind here, right? Start with who's our audience. And so it's important to know, typically when we're speaking to an audience, we're speaking to business owners and entrepreneurs and people who are, the, you know, when they go to a Dan Kennedy event, it's because they're in business and they're already hip to direct response and marketing. And we're at kind of marketing events. Now, this is a different thing. This is not a, a marketing event per se. And the audience is, is very different. You know, we're going to have, like you said, five to 7,000 people. And the breakdown um is going to be that about 15% of the people there are business owners and about 30% are salespeople and the rest are, um, you know, just the general public kind of thing. People who are coming because it's like a um, success type of event, right? They're people who are are sort of into um, personal development. And I bet that those kind of people are the people who, if they knew what we know about marketing and about direct response specifically and about automated marketing and all of the things that that could open up for them, that would be a, a life changer. This could be that catalyst moment for people, you know, and uh, I think it's going to be important for us to tell our stories as a um, anchor to this. To, to really let that, um, you know, plant that seed for people where it's not, they're not coming to this event per se to get specific business information, which we're going to give them, but setting it up so that there are, um, that we're inspiring people and that the moment that they found out about marketing and that changed their, their life was listening to, to Joe and Dean talk about their stories and about marketing and plant, you know, turning on that, lighting that fire for them. Because I know once, and when we tell the stories here, that I know that for me, when that fire got lit, that just that spark, and once I had the very first evidence that this was really life changing everything else. It's a, you know, I call it like a a vector changer. You know, your life is going along on a certain trajectory and you're moving forward and then something new comes and it changes just a slight little bit. But that, you know, the, the trajectory that that slight little change makes in the destination 20, 25 years down the road is phenomenal, you know? So right. I think exactly. that, I think that it's going to be important that you've heard Wyatt Wood Small and other people talk about this idea of structuring things like of why, what, how, and what if. 
this is kind of starting with the why of all of this, that why would I even be interested in this or why does this apply to me? Because, you know, half the audience, that's going to be the, the situation that they're, uh, that they're in. And if they're a salesperson or an employee or they're working for somebody and they've even got this beginning um, thought of if they could get something going on their own or aspiring to that, that that would be a, a key. Um, I think it's going to be very, I think it's going to be very exciting. So when we look at this, the structure of this, we've got an hour and how we back out of this is we know that our, uh, our VSL is our video sales letter is 10 minutes. So we, out that 60 and know that we've got 50 minutes now to work with. And then we've got the um, intro and we're going to play your um, intro video and have you explain a little bit about the context of what that's all about. And then how, how are you going to, um, how, how long do you think you need to explain why you would have a, an intro video and, and set up this context of automated things? Well, I don't know the exact timeline, but it'll tra- probably just be, you know, uh, um, a couple of minutes. Okay. And uh, what we'll do as we're going through this here, I won't be able to show like the intro video, so there are certain things where I'll say, hey, if you wanted to know my bio video, you go to go to YouTube uh, for people online. I love marketing and listening here. You know, since this is an audio version, you're not gonna you know you're not gonna see my bio video, which I'm gonna show to the audience, and I'm gonna be introduced. But you know, we should just go through it and just say what we're gonna say, and then I'll talk about what we're typically gonna you know talk about there and the things that we cannot show here today, which is like the video sales letter and the bio video, which of course will give us a little bit of time to talk about this. Um, right now, I mean, we're using the time to talk about setting up yeah. this presentation as the time that we would typically spend as if we were in front of a live audience saying stuff. And by going through this, of course, things are going to change because we're going to uh-huh. go through this presentation another time in person, me and Dean. So we're going to, you know, we're going to put some practice into this because we want the audience to get real value. But what we figured we would do as an episode is we would just. Uh, you know, how many people out there that listen to I Love Marketing have do presentations and they're like, well, you know, how does how do other people think about these things? How do they how do you do a presentation? I mean, uh, what is the thinking that goes into it? What are you trying to accomplish? What's the outcome? How do you reverse engineer it? And you know, what, what do you guys talk about? And a lot of times, people will see someone up on stage and they they're they're in awe of them because they think, wow, you know, I wish I could do that. And the reality is you can do whatever you want to do if you put the setup together in order to do it. Now, you know, getting in front of an audience of... You know, there's that's a great context for your video because there's your video is you with uh, Richard Branson with all of these um, famous people and that's kind of like the end result here. But how did you go from (laughs) the very beginning to that. And I think that's a good thing to set up that, uh, to, to set that up because, um, I think in terms of the why it's going to be important that we tell the store, the backstories, uh, to, to where, how we got to where we are right now, you know, and how that applies to them. Because, um, I think a lot of people in that audience are going to be in that same um, in that same boat. They're in a in a job that maybe they don't see as the uh, you know their ticket as the thing that they're they're going to spend the rest of their life doing. They maybe have an aspiration for getting out, or maybe they have a business that they're struggling in, or that they're you know working hard to but not making any um, progress. I agree. And so I think just like people listening right now are are in that same sort of position. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are that listen to I Love Marketing that are in the exact same position. So I think we're talking to a lot of the same um, types of mindsets. I agree. 
So let me, so I'll tell what I've been thinking about as the, I think if we spent 15 to 20 minutes of our, of that time telling both of our stories, like if we could each do it in, in seven um, minutes kind of thing would be a, um, a really good setup for then sharing three really great actionable strategies that they could use, you know, out of all of the hundreds that we have that we could share. Yeah, well, I mean, we have an outline right here, and I personally think yeah. we should just go right into it and just do it and and, uh, and just talk about it right here and then have everyone listen and, and let us know what you think. I mean, after after we're done going through this, love to hear your comments and hope you find it really valuable and everything. And uh, I don't know if we'll be able to take the actual presentation that we do and, and, and record it and put it online. If we can, we will. But, of course, this is not our event, so that'll be completely up to, uh, you know, the the person doing it. But, you know. Well, we can certainly we'll... talk about what happened. <laughs> so why don't you pretend well, I, that you're so the I one think... introducing me, Dean, and then we'll go into it and I'll, and I'll just start talking and then I'm going to, you know, bring you up on stage and then we'll go from there. Oh, you want to go through all of that, all the way through? Yeah. Okay. So let's at least some of it. We'll at least some of it. We'll look at the. Let's start from the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Polish. Okay, so uh, I will have been introduced far better than that, but I will I will walk up on, <laughs> I will walk up on stage and I'll say hello everyone. I hope all is well. Now um, this is what I want to let you know is that if you ever had any trouble making a sale, getting a job, uh, finding a date. Um, doing anything that allows you to progress your life forward uh, or anything that you're struggling with that requires some level of persuading somebody to give you what it is you want, then you're going to find what I'm going to share with you today uh, extremely valuable. Uh, How many of you in the audience are business owners? So show of hands. How many of you actually, your income is, is based on your ability to produce a result, meaning you don't get paid hourly uh, even though you may get paid hourly, your income is incentivized. So if you actually uh, produce a result, you get paid more. And as my good friend, you know, Dan Sullivan says, you can be in the uh, results economy where you have to produce a result, or the time and effort economy where you actually get paid for time and effort. And you know, the, the reality is, if you're in the results economy or you're a business owner, you have to produce a result. So of course, I will you know, see the show of hands so I can get an idea of who's in the audience. So what I'm going to cover today is different ways to think about producing a result and what I call ELF, easy, lucrative, and fun. You can have an ELF business or an ELF life, which is easy, lucrative, and fun, or you can have a half business or a half life, which is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And I want to show you something first before we get started, because a lot of you may have never heard of who I am. How many of you have heard of me or listened to any of my podcasts or have ever seen me speak before? Boom. See a show of audience. Okay, those of you who do not, then I want to show a video that is typically played before I even step foot on a stage, but I want you to pretend that I have not come up here and I'm not even talking to you right now, and the first thing you heard about me, if you don't know me at all, was to watch this video. And then after that, I'll explain to you you know, why I showed that to you, and I want you to pay attention to what you see in this video. So then I play the bio video. And of course, the bio video, which is the way to you know, introduce me. So then it's done and I'll say, okay, what, what did you notice that I did in that video? How many of you noticed, you know, me doing blatant name dropping and showing myself with celebrities and whatnot? How many of you saw testimonials? How, and, and, I'll, and I'll go through that and say, well, what that video is, that was a way to basically position me because marketing is really about positioning. Everything that you do is about positioning. And what I recommend all of you have is something that you create, which is an automated form of positioning yourself. So uh, the difference between selling and marketing is selling is what you do when you're on the phone or face-to-face with somebody, and marketing is what you do to get someone on the phone or face-to-face with you properly positioned so that by the time they meet you or greet you or talk to you or visit your website 
they are pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed to do business with you. Now, let's say you don't even have a business, but you actually wanted to go out on a date with someone. Well, would you rather have a cold call where you tap someone on the shoulder that you're attracted to, and they turn around and you'd say, hey, I'd like to, you know, go out with you, or I'd like to marry you, uh, they don't have any rapport with you whatsoever. But imagine if a friend introduced you or recommended you, and it was completely set up. <laughs> and by the time you actually met the person, they already had a very much a leaning into wanting to meet you, uh, finding you to be awesome or attractive or desirable. And you just cut through all of the rapport building because the rapport building was set up in advance. Well, you can set up everything that you do in business in your life that way if you know how to position yourself. And so now at that point, Dean, I'm going to stop here because there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up introducing you. And there are ways that, uh, and this is something that me and you can decide. I can either tell my entire story about my carpet cleaning business right there before I introduce you, or I can bring you up and we can do it together. So this would be an example where as me and Dean are preparing this thing, that's one of the things where I'm, I would say, okay, Dean, you know, which I'm going to do now. We're just doing this live. I mean, what are your thoughts on what I just said and what would you suggest I, I do differently or, or not? No, that's, I think that is exactly uh, what we talked about of positioning your that video and I'm sharing the importance of how something little like that, like a two-minute video, can change the way that people um, perceive you, feel about you, you know, and seeing somebody with celebrities, hearing testimonials, all those things, it's all happening automated, and, and now they can't unthink those thoughts or see those images, you know, you're positioned perfectly, and you didn't do anything, right? It was an automated thing that, uh, that they experienced. And so, yeah, I think then when we, um, uh, I think telling our stories then is going to be a, um, the important next thing. Yeah, and see, the beauty of my bio video is my, my bio video actually starts out with me saying I was a dead broke carpet cleaner living off credit yeah. cards and I learned marketing because I need to eat, I needed to survive. So by showing that video... I've already started to tell my story. They already see the, the transition of a guy who was a Debro carpet cleaner going from to here I am today with you know Genius Network and helping all of these people and having all of these success stories and all of these individuals that I get to meet. And, and, I, and I'll say in two minutes, there's no way in two minutes I could have said what that bio video said. Now, how many of you have a different perspective of me after seeing that video than you did beforehand. And of course, I've done this before, and I know what that video does. I know what any sort of bio video that's set up does. And then I'll say, how many of you would like to have something for yourself like that? Wouldn't that be pretty awesome? And do you see how I did it? That's not a really complicated thing to do. All of you in life, there are things that you can develop and create that would allow you to position yourself. That is an example of automated ELF marketing. And so that's what this presentation is going to be. It's going to be uh, based on ELF. Now, I have, a, I have a special surprise for all of you. How many of you have ever opted in to a website where in order to get sent something or you're, you know, starting years ago, back in the late 90s, there was this, there was this invention that was done in order to capture emails and lead generate and people would go to a website and they would they couldn't go to the rest of the website it was almost like a toll booth and the toll booth was you'd have to enter your name uh and and hit take me to the next page which was called you know a squeeze page and there's different you know terminologies that were used for that but it would be something where you couldn't go to the next page unless you entered your or your email how how many of you have have ever uh, you know done that before on a on a website and of course the vast majority of the audience well there's a guy named Dean Jackson who was similar to me i started out as a dead broke carpet cleaner and dean jackson uh, actually started out as a real estate agent what's interesting is dean jackson actually lived 20 miles from where we're standing right here right now in Toronto. And he was struggling. He was just a real estate agent, cared about his clients, was trying to generate business, but you know, really didn't quite know what he's doing. And so he actually learned 
automated marketing, uh, the type of marketing that I'm going to share with you today in order to transform his real estate business uh, and leverage himself in very much the same way that I learned marketing in order to build and grow my carpet cleaning business. And in in 1997, he had decided to, uh, you know, uh, create a website, which was a way to convert people, uh, you know, into buying an ebook. And he created uh, the squeeze page. He invented this this process. And it transformed not only his own business, but millions, literally millions and millions of people today, many of you here in the audience, have taken that method and it has been it has been knocked off and it has been used all over the place. And he invented one of the greatest you know marketing methodologies that has ever been you know brought to uh, you know to, to the internet. Uh, how many of you would be interested in meeting that guy? And <clears throat> then of course everyone raises their hand and then I bring up Dean. And I introduce you. So that's that's kind of how I would go about doing it. Of course, in, in, in what I, and what I want to point out is we're doing this live, which is really interesting. Is when you're in front of an audience, there's a much different energy that I would have, you know, on the phone here. I mean, you know, there's going to be five thousand to seven thousand people there, so I'm going to be talking with different tonality. I'm going to be more, I'll be more articulate, I'll be tighter, but of course, you know, I'm trying to describe this uh, so people can, as if we're sitting around a conference room with a friend saying, here's the stuff that we're going to do. But by the time I'm on stage, it's going to come, it's going to come out differently, but this is how I think about what I'm going to say. And that's why we decided to record this This is an I Love Marketing episode, because I think people would find it, ah, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to totally have your act together at all levels, but this is how you get to that area. So that's how I would bring you up, and then you'd come up, Dean. So you can either take it from there, or you you can add some commentary. Oh, yeah, I think this is exactly... um the perfect uh, transition, I think, bringing us up there and setting that setting that stage. So now you know it's been you know less than ten minutes. The first ten minutes here, and they've already uh, you've already introduced the idea of positioning. You've already introduced your your automated introduction video. You've brought me into it, tying me to the local um, situation here. And this is where I think now we can transition into our stories. And I, that would be like, I would say that, you know, standing on stage, I would say, you know, you know, thanks, Joe, boy, this is like amazing to be standing here right now, because literally, as Joe and I were talking about doing this, 25 years ago today, I would have been in Georgetown right now making 100 cold calls a day as a real estate agent. This was before I ever discovered direct response, but it was right around now. It was this time of year, fall of 1990, that I first discovered direct response and marketing. And uh, I think that the most important thing that we could share with people is this belief that marketing can change their life. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch like I'm speaking right to them, Joe, because it's, I'm feeling like I'm speaking to you right now. Yeah, so, yeah no, uh, go, go right yeah, into it. Way, go into your talk. Yeah, the way I would say it to them, and I'm going to go for like seven, seven or however long minutes it takes here to tell go this ahead. story. So, yeah, literally 25 years ago today, I was sitting in Georgetown making 100 cold calls a day, and I'd been doing that for two years. I started in my real estate career in November of 1988. And over that two years, how many salespeople are in the audience right now? How many people have ever made cold calls? And you know what that's like. You know what you have to do to get yourself to discipline yourself to continue to do that. It's it's soul crushing in a lot of ways. And you have to kind of detach yourself from it and play games to get yourself to be able to do it. And I used to think about whenever I would get the urge to do something else, there was always something that could take you off track. There's always something that you could replace that time with. But the discipline of making those cold calls is really the thing that was the foundation of 
my success early on was getting myself to do it. And I used to play all kinds of games with myself. You know, any, any time that you want to motivate yourself to do something, you always look at what's the pain, what's the pleasure, what's the, the consequences of that. And I used to imagine, okay, it's, it's two hours. I have to spend two hours in the morning from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock is like a prime time. And from 3.30 or from 6.30 to, to 7.30 is kind of another prime time. And it, usually in those three hours, I could make those 100 calls. And so I started to think if it's just the discipline of the time, would I have the time? Would I fit that in? If I had to drive to the CN Tower and climb to the top, take the elevator to the top, pick up a check for $1,000 and drive back down and get, go back to Georgetown. That round trip would take two hours from my desk in Georgetown. Would I do that? You know, at that time, that would have been, um, you know, $20,000 a month at that time. If I could do it every weekday, $1,000 a day, would I drive to the CN Tower pick up a check and drive back home. Of course I would. I would find the time to do that. And so I started playing those kind of games with myself and I started looking at, you know, who else has to be, what are consequences? Who else has to be in a situation where they've blocked off time? What if, I had a friend who was a, had a radio show and he was on the air every morning. And I thought, okay, what if I took that level of approach to this time to block off that time. So I would play this game that I had to be on the air from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. And I would drive in. I had a little separate um, office off, off of my office that I could close the door, go in there, put up a little sign that said on the air and go and make my calls. And often there'd be times where I'd be racing into the, uh, racing into the office and, you know, getting in and closing the door and turning on the thing and making it just in time for my 10 o'clock on the airtime. And it worked. I, I would get myself to do that. But I was slowly getting burned out. And I discovered an amazing book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And how many people have read The E-Myth? And that book completely changed my life. It's one. It's the first book that got me on this path. And Michael introduced this concept of working on your business instead of in it. And I really realized that when I'm making cold calls, when I'm making um, phone calls like that, I'm working in my business and I'm on a hamster wheel. And I would find that the cold calls would work when I was making the calls. But as soon as I stepped off that hamster wheel, the effectiveness stopped. I wasn't getting any new leads because I wasn't on the hamster wheel. And that opened up my mind to thinking about how can I automate things? How can I set things up, set up systems that work while I'm not working? And at that same time, I started discovering direct response advertising, direct response marketing, which is very different than personal promotion advertising, where you know, the goal is to try and get your name out there and, and shout louder than everybody else. I discovered that you could write words on a postcard or on an ad and have people call you. And so I started applying that. I started thinking, where could I set up a message like that who do I want to attract? And I sent out a postcard to apartment renters. And I had a business reply card on it because this was before the internet. There was no way for people to go to a website to download anything. They had to fill in their name and their address and um, all of that on this card and put it in the mail and it would come right back to me. So I sent out 1,500 of these cards and I got one night pulled into my office. I was just about to do the evening on the air calls. And I remember pulling in a little bit early. It was about six o'clock. I pull in and I could, as you're pulling into the office, I could see in the window and Joanne 
the night receptionist was there and she was smiling and waving at me and she was waving something over her head. I couldn't see what it was, but I walked in and she presented these to me. And it was a stack of these reply cards with a rubber band around them. And there were 11 of these cards the first uh, day that I got the responses. And I remember, I still get the feeling, I remember the feeling of looking at these cards and I started thumbing through them and I saw the names of the people and they had their phone number in there. And I went into my office and I started calling these people. And what I found was they knew who I was. They knew why I was calling. They were thinking about buying a home. They were friendly. They were cooperative. Not one of them hung up on me. They wanted to talk about buying a home. And I I still get that giddy feeling in my stomach because I knew at that moment that I would never make another cold call again, that I had discovered something that now could replace that those soul crushing manual, you know, talk about half hard, annoying, lame and frustrating times of making those calls. And that was the genesis of my lifelong love affair with marketing. And that's why, you know, Joe and I are both lovers of marketing. In fact, we do our our podcast is called I Love Marketing. And it's this love that has completely changed my life. As I said, 25 years ago, I'm in Georgetown making 100 cold calls a day. 25 years later, my life is completely different because of that lifelong love affair with marketing. I've been able to you know, turn that into applying it to all kinds of other areas in my real estate business. I started you know, packaging up the things that I was doing in my real estate business. I put together a guide to Halton Hills real estate prices and used that as a system in addition to the postcards of uh, getting first-time buyers. I was now getting people moving into Georgetown. As you know, you know, you guys all live right around here. People work in Toronto. They live in, in Georgetown. So there was an influx of people there and I was able to meet them. And I took that idea and generated a system that worked even when I wasn't working. While I was out doing something, my ads are running, my postcards are going out, people are sending in their replies. I'm following up with the people who are ready to to buy and was able then to license that system to other real estate agents all around me. I created a guide called 40 Great Places to Live Within an Hour of the City. And I had 40 real estate agents from Hamilton to to Pickering to Barrie all using this system. And from that, that transitioned into working with a a gentleman from California, Joe Stump. We built a huge national coaching company sharing all of these ideas with real estate agents all over North America. And just the transition of one little seed that was planted in my mind of thinking about a different way. And so, you know, if we can do anything today, if we can plant that seed of lighting that fire for you for marketing, and we're going to share some of the the easiest things that you can apply right now, but I mean, it's just life changing what can happen if you fall in love with marketing. Yep, no, that's perfect. So see, and so at this point, Dean, what you know, and, and what I what I'm going to say for purposes of this episode and for the time that we have, we're not going to go through every detail of what we're going to do, but like some of the outlines that we have here is we're going to you know set up the idea of automated marketing as the best way to freedom, elf versus half. We're going to tell our short versions of our stories, and so I'm not in performance mode right now. I'm kind of backstage talking about it. We're going to talk about uh, tell them about I love marketing in the eight profit activators we're going to talk uh, we're going to talk about a strategy that everyone can use today we're going to teach the uh, nine word uh, magic nine word email uh, we're going to um, 
demonstrate uh, automated. Like the, the first demonstration was showing them a bio video. Then we're going to show them a magic nine word email. And we're going to talk about if you've been in business for more than 90 days, you may be sitting on a windfall just waiting to press send to collect it. We're going to go deep with that strategy as much as we can uh, because we can't, in the time that we're, we have available, we can't talk about you know 20 strategies. We can only talk about a couple. But the main thing that we want to demonstrate is that marketing is what has made all of this possible to get them to understand and think about what marketing is. And we're going to demonstrate it for them. We're also going to demonstrate you know text marketing. So we're going to have people, we're going to put up on the screen a big slide where they can, we're going to say, you want to see something really cool? Text your email, uh, your name and email to, to this. I found out, I investigated on that too, Joe. We're going to have to um, send them, we're going to have to use the um, uh, landing page um, for it. We'll show them the squeeze page because we can't have, it can't have 5,000 people um, texting all at once. Really? Yeah. Darn. Well, that's not right. good. I know, but that's okay. No, we can all go. We can show them that um, landing page. We can stealthily do that too. Show them the um, texting, uh, you know, in the context of how they can use it um, too, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, well, look, now here's a good thing. So say, for instance, yeah. these are the things we figure. you know, I didn't know that piece well, of information. Well, good thing I figured so out as soon as I... <laughs> Yeah, I started, no, and that was the thing when I, because I've done that in, uh, you know, in normal things where we have like 500 people or whatever, knowing that not everybody's going to text all at once. But if we've got five or 7,000 people and a couple of thousand of them um, do this all at once, you know, it's only equipped to send um, just from carrier um, agreements one message per second kind of thing. So it would take you know, 2,000 seconds to get, uh, to accommodate that. So there we go. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So ba basically, uh, so those are, you know, so we'll go through that. We'll, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, show them a demonstration of a way that you mm -hmm. can, you know, that you, what an automated marketing system is mm -hmm. and the difference uh, between making it about you and making it about them. So personal right. promotions versus direct response. And so at this point, Dean, what I can do, uh, should I just tell my story for yeah, everyone what here? I want to hear is the, I want to hear the, the, you know, the seven minute version of your story like that, where you, what you were doing 25 years ago, because we had talked about this, you know, 25 years ago, it's monsoon season in, in Arizona and what you were yeah. going through at that point. So I had so I had started in a carpet cleaning business, and what I want everyone to realize when I say carpet cleaning, you immediately may have this uh, thing jump up in your head that says, "Well, you know, I'm not in a carpet cleaning business, so what does this have to do with me?" And, and let me tell you what it has to do with you. Uh, how many of you ever hired a professional carpet cleaner? Show of hands. How many of you ever tried to clean your carpets yourself? How many of you do everything humanly possible to never let the thought of having to professionally clean your carpets or clean your carpets yourself ever enter your your mind uh, unless it you know a disaster happens like one of your pets pee on the carpet or the boss is coming over for dinner or the kids are going back to school or you spilled wine or spaghetti or something on your carpets meaning no one gets excited about hiring a professional carpet cleaner. And here I was in this business that a friend from high school talked me going into. And uh, here I was in a business that I didn't know how to generate uh, customers. I didn't even know what the heck I was doing, but I certainly, you know, had this chemical and equipment and had spent all my money uh, trying to figure out how to, you know, make this business work. And I was, uh, I was struggling so much that I thought about getting into another business until I, uh, you know, learned from a very wealthy real estate investor while during a jet ski trip where I was telling him, you know, about my carpet cleaning company. And he asked me the question, you know, when I was asking him, what other business can you recommend I go into where I can make really great money? Because here I am in this carpet cleaning business and I'm not doing well. And he said, well, are there other people making money in your business? And I uh, I said, well, yeah, there's, you know, a couple of companies in the Phoenix area doing over a million dollars a year. And to me, that's a lot of money. And he said, well, if there's other people in your business making money and you're not, there's nothing wrong with the business you're in. There's something wrong with you. And I said, well, no, you don't understand. I don't do bait and switch advertising, using low price coupons to get into someone's home and then high pressure sell them. You know, I'm 
certified. I'm trained. I would, you know, I've learned how to, uh, you know, clean carpets effectively. And, you know, it's just a hard business because I've been around for a long time. And a lot of these companies, you know, have high pressure selling and I don't want to do any of that. And he said, look, young man, he goes, you're like most people. You think the grass is always greener on the other side. And uh, I'll tell you, if you, if you think that you're going to go into another business, you're going to spend another six months, another year, another two years learning the technical skills of another industry so you can go out and repeat the same bad business habits that have caused you to be a failure in this business. And, of course, that wasn't the motivational speech I was looking for, but it was exactly what I needed to hear because at that point I made a commitment that here I am in this business. I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. You know, I live in America, which to me is, you know, a great country. And I say Canada's a great country, and there's a lot of freedom. And here I was making excuses because I didn't know what I was doing, so I had to learn what to do. So when I was given my first marketing newsletter, there was a concept in this newsletter that I read written by a guy named Gary Halbert, and it said, can and clone yourself. And, and it, it made the analogy to where you can be the best salesperson in, in the world, but you're limited by the clock because you can only talk to so many people. But if the right sales letter, you can talk to hundreds, if not thousands of people all at the same time. And, and everyone, I want you to remember, there was no internet back then. So we couldn't go to Google. We couldn't send someone an email. You couldn't drive someone to a website. It was literally direct mail, paper and ink, knocking on doors, telemarketing, TV, radio. Those were the delivery systems. And so here I was putting out flyers, if I got any business at all, that said name, rank, serial number, who I was, what I do, and how I do it. So I literally paid a copywriter to create my first consumer awareness guide, my first sales letter. And instead of saying, you know, who I am, what I do, and my list of services, it said, Consumer's Guide to Carpet Cleaning. Read this guide and discover how to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs, six costly misconceptions. And now I'll show this up on the screen. I'll show the first page of the consumer guide. <clears throat> and, it'll, and it'll say, you know, six costly misconceptions about carpet cleaning, crawling critters and crud, a guide to the slime, grime, and livestock that's seeping, creeping, and galloping through your carpet, um, eight mistakes to avoid when choosing a carpet cleaner, uh, the difference between value and price, how to get your carpet cleaner to 100% guarantee their work. And then when you open up this guide, it says, Dear Homeowner, choosing a carpet cleaner isn't easy. Why? Because you're bombarded with confusing claims, simply bad information, near worthless methods, uh, unqualified technicians. How do you ever find a qualified, competent carpet cleaner? You start by reading this guide. And with this information, you can make an informed, intelligent decision because that's all people want to make is an informed, <coughs> intelligent decision. And once I created that consumer guide, if people called me up and said, how much do you charge? I would say, you know what? Let me send you my consumer's guide to carpet cleaning. It will teach you everything that you need to know about choosing a carpet cleaner. And if you decide you want to do business with us, I have a free room of carpet cleaning up to 200 square feet. And what I do is also a carpet audit. We'll, we'll evaluate the condition of your carpet. We'll offer this to you absolutely free. We'll come out to your home and you know clean a room for you. And you can literally see the quality of our work and you're under no cost or obligation of any kind in order to do business with us. But that offer, you know, I made over the phone when people would call in requesting a consumer guide, very similar to Dean, where he was offering people, you know, to, to, to information about homes. I was offering a consumer guide. Now, if someone wanted their carpets cleaned immediately, like the next day, how do I solve that? So what I ended up doing was creating a 24-hour free recorded message. And then I started running ads that said, warning, you know, don't call any carpet cleaners to listen to this free recorded message. You know, call anytime, 24 hours a day, learn seven questions, seven questions, ask a carpet cleaner before inviting them into your home and learn for them, uh, and how to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs. And then people would call up and they would hear a 10-minute recording teaching them everything they would need to know about how to hire a carpet cleaner. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, who on earth would listen to a 10-minute recorded message on how to hire a carpet cleaner? And I will tell you, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, because to this day, 25 years later, we still have people listening to free recorded messages in all kinds of different industries all over the world in all kinds of different languages all day long. As a matter of fact, learning how to start with a consumer awareness guide in my own version of a, a sales letter canned and cloned me. It sifted, sorted, and screened price shoppers and allowed me to replicate myself automatically. That is an elf marketing system. And so the method of how I sold a service that nobody wants to buy, because I had to figure out how to successfully sell something nobody wants to buy, was I used education 
education-based marketing where I educated people on how to choose a carpet cleaner, how to make a buying decision, and by doing that, they trusted me because the number one question in all consumers' minds, including all of you that are sitting in the audience, before you do business with anyone, before you go out on a date with anyone, before you ever put food from a restaurant in your mouth, you have to have some certain level of trust. So the number one question is, who can I trust? And your job in terms of building rapport and getting what you want in life is to is to establish trust and rapport. So not only do you have rapport with people, but they feel comfortable with you. And I used automated marketing in order to develop that. And I transformed my carpet cleaning company. And by doing so, I realized I could transform other people's carpet cleaning companies by teaching them that. And what I ended up doing in 1994 is I started selling the methodologies to other professional cleaning companies. And today, my company is the largest trainer in the world of professional carpet and upholstery cleaning companies. And that is a J. You know, it's so funny that that beeping you're hearing on the other side. It came through my computer here and my phone, which is on mute. But it was J. Abraham, and so I just literally declined Jabraham in the middle of, uh, although I should have answered it because it kind of would have been funny if we would have put that on the, uh, people might think I'm making, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that, that is, uh, that's kind of how I'll tell my story. So, um, what do you think? That's great. And that's the kind of thing I think that there's the, um, you know, I, I think what was the one thing that I would have had as a question of that was what was the, um, the seed of you doing that consumer awareness guide like that was it the where did you get that concept okay where i got that concept was i saw an ad for a guy that was selling carpets and it was a consumer's guide to carpet and call up and and, and discover this now right at that time i was reading gary halbert's uh, newsletter right. gary halbert yeah, letter yeah. And, 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 and basically, yeah, I mean, me, you know, plus I read the e I mean, me and you have the same exact way that we learn marketing. And the one thing that I could reference in the e is where Michael Gerber talked about, um, uh, autom- not automating, but, uh, you know, you, you have the three types of, of personality in business. You have the entrepreneur, the, the technician, and the manager. And you want right. to set up your business like it's a turnkey franchise, and you want to you know, have operational procedures. And what occurred to me is if there's anything that you want to automate and you want to systemize in your business, it would be the one area that is responsible for bringing in all the money, which is the sales and marketing division. So I had this whole concept because the E-Myth doesn't teach you how to do marketing. What the E-Myth talked about is how to systemize your business. And I thought if I could have a system for selling so I didn't have to do you know manual marketing, even though I didn't know the methodologies yet. The methodologies was write sales copy, have irresistible offers, uh, you know all of the things that I started doing. But the, that planted the seed. And what's even more interesting is you know uh, back in 1991 when I first read the E Myth, maybe 1990. Um, I had planted that seed and you know, in nineteen ninety seven Michael Gerber ended up hiring me for consulting at the Emith Academy and at the time told me it was the best day of consulting they had ever spent right. in their history with someone in the area of marketing. And here I was this young guy in my twenties with long hair and a ponytail. And you know, and how quickly things can change if you implement and apply the strategy. So I, I, I could share that. It would probably take me a little bit longer, like you can see right now from the timeline. But yeah. uh, if you think that's important, that's what I'll do. Well, I think it, I think it adds, I think it builds a, a bridge, you know, and because I think that that same thing, like, you know, when you think about it now that, um, you know, these people – that again from the beginning, we both started with with Michael Gerber. Now we both know Michael Gerber. We've had we've had Michael Gerber come out and speak at at um, main events when we're doing the big real estate seminars. So you talk about Jay Abraham, you know, calling on on <laughs> while we're doing this episode, and we now you know we are friends with Jay Abraham and uh, Tony Robbins and all all of this from. I think again, planting that seed that wow, it's all just one little piece of information can just change everything, you know. 
Yeah, you know, you know, it'd be an interesting thing to just brainstorm out loud because that's pretty much what yeah. we're doing and how we prepare stuff is that, you know, maybe both of us should say, hey, now that one piece of information that we learned 25 years ago, we're now sharing with you so that you can use it and you can transform your life. Now, the difference is we have a podcast called I Love Marketing where we have literally put over 200 episodes absolutely free where you can listen to us tell things that cost us uh, millions of dollars to figure out how to do and today we just share this with people because we get a real kick out of sharing it with people and uh, the vast majority of people that listen to our podcast you know don't give us money they just learn what it is they learn and they apply it but what it does is it builds our reputation uh, it teaches people stuff we create reciprocity with people they they you know many people that listen like what we have to say they resonate with it they utilize it and they want to you know do business with us they want to join our programs they want to buy our courses they want to attend our seminars but we don't go into it saying hey you know we're going to hold anything back from anyone i mean we just put it out there and and, and so you know it goes back to it's still education-based marketing because the i love marketing podcast is educating people on marketing it's putting information out there it's building trust and rapport and if you go online and you know look at our reputations you know i mean you may find people that may not like you know that I name drop or that I may say this or I may say that, but you can't deny the fact that there's no one that's going to say our strategies don't work that has ever used them the way that we teach them or has anyone has ever bought anything from me and said that I ripped them off because, you know, we I, we 100% guarantee everything we sell. If someone doesn't like it, you know, they can have their money back. But, you know, I've never I've never had a legitimate refund of my car let's take my carpet cleaning program like ever because it's been tested so many times we know it works so the only people that will send it back are people that just don't apply it and if they want to send it back then great you know they can they can send it back i mean that's why we offer 100 percent money back guarantee do we want them to send it back no we want people to apply it but the reality is you know competence starts by guaranteeing your work and so and all those things i think make sense and we say them so dean for purposes of this this particular call i I'd like to kind of explain, you know, that's some of the filler of the inside of the presentation. It starts with us doing intros, telling our story, and then the way that we wrap it up. Why don't you speak to that? Because we're going to play a video sales letter to make an offer, because now that everyone is in that audience and we've only got a limited amount of time, and how do you share, you know, 25 years of experience in you know, we are not of the belief that if we want to change these people's lives, we just say, okay, there you go. All right, see you. Good luck with your marketing, everyone. I mean, what we need to do is we need to open up the interest. But see, the the thing that, that I'm very cognizant of is sometimes when you go to these big stadium events, they're dog and pony shows. Everyone's up right. there speaking. Everyone up there is pitching. And some people that pitch, they tease the audience. They literally give them nothing that they could go out and right. use. But anyone that hears a consumer awareness guide, anyone that sees a magic nine-word email, someone that hears about a free recorded message, someone hears the books that we read and, and drives them to, you know, I love marketing, They, if they never buy anything from us, I want that audience to have learned something really useful and really valuable, and both of me and you are going to teach those things, just kind of like what we spoke to them here. And in any of the concepts that we talked about, like, for instance, if someone just happened to listen to this episode as the very first out of over 200 episodes they ever heard from me and you. We've got entire episodes on I Love Marketing about how to do magic nine-word emails, about how to do free recorded messages, about how to do consumer awareness guides, about all kinds of different conversion methodologies, about every aspect of the you know eight profit activators. All of those are gone in depth in I Love Marketing, and all everyone in that audience will know that they can go to I Love Marketing and listen to our stuff. But in spite of that, for someone that really wants to kickstart where it is they're at, we're going to make an offer to them. And that's, so anyway. Yeah, so I think that's the thing is when we transition from telling our stories into giving them value, we need to set the stage that we've both been doing this for 25 years now. We've got a lifetime of work, a lifetime of experience applying these, and we've developed some, uh, you know, hundreds of strategies. And we're going to share just um, things that you can actually use today and talk about the, um, the nine-word email, talk about consumer 
awareness guides. And I think we should talk about um, referrals too. So if we can talk about those three things, um, you know, as the um, actionable things that they can actually take away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is which is fine. Which is fine by me. Yeah. And so what what will happen is then when I introduce the video sales letter, what I'm going to say to everyone because I have the highest close in Glazer Kennedy history using a, a video sales letter, um, and and everyone can watch that video if you actually want to see how I how I I made the the sales from the platform by just typing into the search engine and I love marketing. Uh, Gary Halbert or Dan Kennedy, and you can watch my presentation at Dan Kennedy's event, and I actually show a video sales letter that's a seven and a half minute long video at the end, but the way I set it up is I say, okay, I've talked about automated marketing, now I'm going to show you a, I'm going to make you an offer, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, you're all going to get pitched, but I'm going to pitch you robotically, and I'm going to show you a demonstration. So I opened up the presentation with a bio video. I'm going to end the presentation with me making an offer to all of you, but this is an automated offer, and this is another ELF marketing system. So I'm using the the same methods that we're teaching them in order to make an offer. And so so the, the beauty of this sort of presentation and the way that we're attempting to package it is we're teaching people marketing methods, but we're demonstrating the these marketing methods live in the middle of the event. We're showing a bio video. We're showing examples of, of an email. We're showing a automated video sales letter. We're explaining consumer awareness guides and, and stuff like that. So, you know what what's happening is we're we're delivering a presentation, but we're also you know demonstrating the exact marketing methods that we're suggesting they go out and use in their own lives. We're showing them live up on stage as we're giving the presentation. Yeah, I think that's exactly where you should set that up, and then roll it. Yeah, and that's it. So that's pretty much uh, that's a piece of our prep preparation for our uh, our presentation and if uh, if any of you are, are we'll, we'll probably meet some uh, I love marketing people at this particular I event I know yeah yeah not, and we uh, you know we sent out an email to people that are on our list about this so they you know we gave them like literally where they could sign up for $100 I mean it was like the cheapest thing ever and if you're not currently uh, getting our emails and you would like to uh, be on our list and find out about stuff like this. Although we, you know, we we don't do a lot of pitching to our I love marketing people. I mean, we, you know, we'll talk about things we offer, but you know, certainly as you know, when we put you on the email list, we notify you of episodes that are up and things like that, and it's just tons of value. Just go to ilovemarketing.com and download the Breakthrough DNA report. And even that report uh, currently, maybe we should put a pitch in there someday, you know, but currently you just download the report. It doesn't even, you know, sell you anything. It just literally provides you a really valuable report on the eight profit activators. And so that that is, uh, that's how me and Dean have uh, have been talking this through and thinking it through. And as you can see, it's not a perfect system and we have to discuss things, but we wanted to let everyone come backstage with us and talk about it because our hope is that if you feel like you don't, you know, I hear this all the time, you know, I can't go to this event or I can't do this because I'm not ready. And the question becomes, well, you know, do you think the people that are the real pros, the real leaders of this, like step onto stage and they have everything perfectly organized, that they got a team of production people like Oprah that are doing all of their stuff for them or writing their scripts for them? No. I mean, they're just like me and Dean. We're sitting here, you know, bumbling our way through it and figuring things out and adjusting this and adjusting that. And we're, you know, coming together and talking about it. And by the time we set foot on stage, you know, uh, Six days from today, that it actually is. It's six days from today. We will get up there and we will deliver a really awesome presentation. Will it be perfect? No. Will it be pretty awesome and badass and really useful to the audience? Absolutely. Do we hope that we're going to recruit and enroll a bunch of people into our thinking and into our methodologies? Of course. I mean, that's our intention. That's our objective. And the way that we're going to do that is we're just going to get up there. We're going to tell our stories. We're going to deliver as much value as we can. Will we both be nervous? Yeah. You know, getting in front of a room of 5,000 
thousand to seven thousand people can be nerve wracking. But what I what I learned early on is, you know, that which you fear and don't face controls you, but that which you, you know, fear and and face uh, or take steps to face, you can control it or at least certainly get it much better with it. And and there's a side of me I don't like. I mean, I'm not like, you know, Brendan Bouchard or Tony Robbins who live to be in front of audiences. I mean, I still, you know, I still get like butterflies in my stomach no matter how many times I've done this. I'm, I'm an introverted guy. Uh, on many levels that train myself to go out there and do that. But, you know, I just put myself out there and I take, uh, you know, I take risks and I'm willing to, you know, play games that are, that are scary to me. And, and every time I do it, it just makes me a little bit better and a little bit better. And, you know, do something every day that scares you. And, and I, and you got to take that in the right context. That doesn't mean jumping in front of traffic. I mean, it means do right, things right. that, that challenge you intelligently and help you grow and, you know, and if that means, you know, you're a single person and you, you know, want to date, you know, you may have to approach someone and say, hey, you know, I'd like to you know, have lunch with you. I'd like your email. I'd like your phone number. I mean, you know, every every little step that you take towards things that kind of frighten you, I think, give you the opportunity to uh, just get stronger and get better. And that applies to everything, including, you know, preparing a speech that we have to deliver, you know, next week. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Anything else? Anything else you want to add to that? I think that's a really good flow. I think it's going to be. Uh, and you know what? Our intention is just like you said. We're we're intending to um, spread the good news, kind of thing. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So what we'll do now is we're going to end this episode, and then me, and then Dean is going to call me right back, and we're going to continue talking about this because we got more prep to do, but we wanted to record. Uh, this episode so that we can share with all of our I Love Marketing listeners, uh, you know, kind of what, how we, how we think about this stuff and, and let us know what you thought of this episode. I mean, I have no idea how this will come, come across. You know, some people may be like, well, what the hell? Or other people be like, wow, that was you know, really great to hear that. So please give us your feedback. Uh, love to hear it. And if you uh, come and see our presentation, then that'll be awesome. Uh, I'm not sure if you even hear this episode by the time we're done with it, but we'll, we'll report back on how it went and, and go from there. So thanks for listening. I love marketing everyone. And please post your comments and, uh, and keep sharing uh, through social media and all the other wonderful ways that the world finds out about this stuff, what we're doing, and and, uh, we would appreciate it. So have a great day. 